welcome to the Badger Politic. I'm Scott Stearns. Good evening. This is Paul. Hey, Paul. This is uh, episode 100. Cian. <laughs> is it okay to speak uh, in Spanish words here? Sure. Okay, I don't want to offend anybody from the administration because they might think I'm anti-racist they might or something. send you back from whence you came. Okay, I mean, if we lose to Trump, I, I probably take the first trip back. Well, uh, but I, unfortunately, where, where are you going to go? Yeah, I didn't really come from anywhere. Um, <laughs> At least not this generation. Right here, but but on the other hand, and they probably wouldn't take me back. So what's new? There's well, been a few <laughs> a few things in the news as of late. Yeah. Since well, the last time we talked a few weeks ago, we talked about the Democratic field, or right. as, we, as we have been. Uh, Last few uh, last few episodes, Eric Swalwell, Democrat of California, has mm-hmm. dropped out of the Democratic primary. He passed the torch. Yeah, he, he, I guess so. I That's guess right. he, I guess That's he did. Right. <laughs> so, and then Tom Steyer announced, you know, with too, too much. Oh, there we go. Too that, much fanfare. There we go. Now we now we know we're going to win. Yeah. Now, now I won't have to move back to Ireland. I guess. That's All right. Well, yeah. In fact, he brought up shithole countries. Yes, um, and he said that they were. Um, it was racist to say that, um, which I would agree with, but apparently the House of Representatives won't let that go into the record. No, apparently not. He challenged the Republicans to say, like, well, is is, is it what, not? Is it not racist? And of course, they just stuck to the yes. point of order, and and it just called yes. for his comments to be struck from the record. And there's some weird technicality where they're like entitled to do it, except that I think he, it's still kind of a gray area. Can you say? That saying these things is racist without calling the person racist. Well, that's uh, that's up to the parliamentarian, I suppose. Yeah, well, I mean, we have the majority. You'd think that they would. Ultimately, we need to be able to call racism for what it is when it happens, even when it comes from the president of the United States, or especially when it comes. From I have the president I have of the noticed. States. So, I mean, obviously, we're talking about the squad, mm-hmm. right? We're talking about Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, Rashida Tlaib, uh, mm-hmm. Ilan Omar, and Ayanna Presley. Uh, the four freshmen who have been called out by this the president. squad, right? Yeah, and yeah. Uh, Uncle Rick has a lot to say. About I'm, I'm sure the president this week called for them to be, uh, you know, if they're not happy here, they, they, he said they should go back and uh, take care of the countries uh, that they came from. And the interesting right. part about that is obviously uh, three, three of them were born here, and and one of them was born in Somalia, and they're all. Four of them are American yeah, citizens. Yeah, not completely naturalized. Citizens, so it's so. on its face. It's mm-hmm. on its face. It's racist. And you I, think? I, I, I do give a lot of credit actually to uh, the media. I was listening to NPR earlier, and they actually are calling. They're referring to the comments that the president right. made as racist. And they're what, saying they're they're saying they're not saying like the supposedly racist comments or the allegedly racist comments. And I was reading how, like, historically, they, we used to actually, the media would call comments racist, or they would, would say, racists rally against uh, desegregation. Yeah. This was in, like, the calling, 50s. Calling a spade a spade. And then, and then at some point, the white supremacists basically tried to whitewash, literally, yeah. the language, and they somehow got the media to hoodwink into a kinder, gentler, racially tinged... Mm-hmm. Comment. Was, yeah. Was, what is a tinge anyway? What? What? I mean, you know, like it's, and so it's about time the media just calls them. And it's true. Like I, I remember, I, I like reading old newspapers. And if you go back and read a newspaper in like 1955, yeah. they'll say, yeah. um, "Bus boycott against racism," or they'll talk about the Klan. They'll be like, "Racists terrorize black communities," or something exactly. like that. And maybe we're getting back to that mm-hmm. uh, that time where that 
that right. terminology is used as opposed to just kind of, like you said, kind of whitewashing it or muddying the water, so to speak. I think there's not much else you can say to say that what the president said is anything but so racist. Swalwell was part of a very large field of Democratic yes. contenders, if you will. Yeah. He did so drop out. Uh, he was one of the people week. getting the zeros, mm-hmm. or as the onion would say, pulling at N slash A, which <laughs> yeah. one of them do it, ask his advisors if that's a good thing or a bad thing. And he, he thought it was, does that mean nearly awesome? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So, yeah, there's about a dozen or so that are pulling in the zeros right now. Yeah, there's there's a lot of others that should uh, kind of follow his lead and right. pass the torch to somebody more mm-hmm. capable. So there is some real tension, though, between AOC and uh, the squad, so to speak. And the, and the, House, the House leadership. And, and Nancy Pelosi. Yep, right? yep. And there is some serious worry, right, that, um, that these guys are so far to the left and they're defining the Democratic Party. I, well, I know this is a kind of unpopular thing to say. Because a lot of my fellow progressives would say, well, you're selling out. Well, there's to- there's been some internal uh, squabbles, I would say, over the, mm-hmm. over the previous weeks. And uh, we talked about it before the show in the article by Maureen Dowd in the Times. Scaling Woke Back Mountain? Yeah. That was being written prior to this whole thing coming up a few days ago. Mm-hmm. And and now I think what Trump has succeeded in doing with his comments is kind of unifying the House again. Right. Well, what he's done is, though, the brilliance of the strategy. Unifying the House in terms of the Democratic Party. Yeah, but there was some intelligence, which is what you're doing is you're forcing the Democrats to come to the aid of people that are pretty far outside the mainstream, even of the Democratic Party. Uh Uh-huh. And you're forcing them to publicly embrace them. The thing is, he went so racist yeah. on it, he made it much easier. Had he just been attacking their positions, right. he had, he would have had something. But, of course, Nancy well, Pelosi was more than willing to let them kind of go on their, their they, own. And they did pass the resolution yesterday, the House did, on a largely party-line vote. However, I believe there were four... Republicans and, and independent that did vote for it. So mm-hmm. there were a few people that were at least willing to stick their neck out. So, so, I mean, the good news is right now, okay, because you were pointing this out like a week ago, okay? Mm-hmm. The good news is we're not talking about whether or not the Democratic Party supports the elimination of private insurance. You were pointing out that that's a real political loser. I, I, I personally think it's not a bad idea, but, but I do. There's policy and there's politics. I can see how that may not be a complete winner. There's a reason that that hasn't gotten through. I personally like it, but I feel like I'm still in the minority there, and I Mm -hmm. think we'll get we'll get clobbered pretty badly. Your your point being your point being that's not the conversation that's taking place right now anymore at all. Yeah, and uh, because Trump went on a racist binge. Yes. Now the question is, do they bring it back to that? Well, at some point it will. It will come around to that. Does does making this whole fight with Trump, though, and get them on the record defending them, then somehow equate the rest of the Democratic candidates with the most far-left positions? Well, no, because I I think whoever the nominee is is going to take kind of a third-way approach to it. It's not going to be just preserving Obamacare. It's not going to be pure Medicare for all with no private insurance. Mm -hmm. The nominee who gets... The, the nomination for the Democrats will propose probably a roadmap to Medicare for all, but it could be anything from just adding a public option to the exchanges, 
to putting a timeline in place where, hey, you know, we're going to transition people over time. I think Joe Biden's got it. Obamacare 2.0. It's like we embrace the progress we made and we build on it. Well, that, which is what they initially proposed, right? Before mm-hmm. before Joel Lieberman stood in the way of a public option, that mm-hmm. was that was supposed to be kind of the way for right. people to have an affordable. We don't want to sell option. it like that. We want to sell it as new, as, as building sure. on the progress. Sure, you know, and I feel a little torn. Although I do feel generally sympathetic toward the push for uh, reparations. However, I do think that it's a real political loser when you get to it and. There are people who would say, well, how can you sell people out like that? And I'm just going to say that you're not selling anybody out. I mean, it's just not going to happen. What ought to happen is a real new deal that basically deals everybody in, and especially black and brown people. That's, I think, the way to do it, because I think you're just going to reelect Trump, and then you're getting nowhere. I mean, yeah. in fact, it's the opposite of reparations. It's, You'll create more problems that will have to have future reparations, unfortunately. If you doubt how strident the right is, just ask my Uncle Rick. Speaking of (laughs) right-wingers, though, we have a governor, a former governor, who found another job. Yeah, so what's this new job? So he's going to be in charge of uh, the Republican Youth of America or something like that? Something like, except it's not a very youthful organization. Yeah. The head of it is 71 and retiring, so they're on a youth movement, so they decided to bring in 50... Two-year-old Scott Walker to help yeah. help lead the cause. Well, um, and, and then taking this new job, he did uh, concede that he's not going to be running for governor or senate. In and he literally did close his campaign account, so yeah. it looks like he is out. It's a done deal. Um, on the other hand, his personal bank account will finally get a little <laughs> might to it. He gets a six hundred ninety-five thousand dollars base salary. Plus, at least his predecessor this last year earned $695,000 with a $300,000 in bonuses. Do we, think, do we think he's going to use any of that additional cash to, to buy finish, ham sandwiches? To fi- to, no, oh, to okay. finish his college degree, as he pledged some years ago when he was still governor. I wonder if, in order <laughs> to give himself some credibility, because he doesn't have to start it for two years, if he won't spend that time going out and, and getting the degree. He's not, he's not going to get the degree. <laughs> it's not. That's what I would do if I wanted to become to. Sort of, some sort of intellectual Republican heavyweight. Unless he uh, wants to run for president again. I don't think he's going for that. Well, day. I think he's trying to position himself as an important senior Republican figure, kind of a sage leader for the after-Trump era. Someone yeah. anticipating a, a Trump loss, potentially, and if not... Either way, he's set up financially. Yeah, putting himself in the position to kind of pick up the pieces when it all falls apart. The worst thing that happens is that he just makes a lot of money. So, like, either way... Win-win situation for Mr. Walker. uh, Yeah, and and quite a bit more than he would make. um, It looks like in a single year he'll make what he would have gotten in all of his third term that didn't happen. I kind of had a feeling he would do better by losing, so... (laughs) Yeah. Here's and the, so do, and so is the rest of Wisconsin also doing better. Although there has been some blowback on Evers for not standing strong enough on the budget. So, what, what so do you Walker, got for me? Walker will be in charge of the Young Americas Foundation, a group that works to promote and popularize conservative ideas amongst young people. So mm-hmm. that's uh, if you're interested in the actual, it's like the Equal Scout, Scouts of Republican. I guess so. Right wing idea, something along those lines. So Scott Leonard Skinnerd Fest is over. That Uncle Rick was watching. <laughs> 
Um, well, and he'd like to have a word about. I did. Uh, the I did reach out, and I thought it's episode one hundred. It it's episode one hundred. I thought it was appropriate that we uh, bring your uncle Rick in. Yeah. So I did send him a text earlier today, so I, and he said he was down. So I'm going to take a step out, okay. and I'm going to let, let Uncle Rick join um, join us. I'll be back in just just a minute. Sounds good. So yeah, other stuff going on. Tony Evers did sign the budget here in Wisconsin. Uh, was not uh, everything we hoped it would be. Obviously, he did manage to shift some funding towards schools that Republicans weren't going to do. So there were a number of line item vetoes that occurred. I think a lot of people were pushing him to veto the whole thing. The problem is, listeners, is that here in Wisconsin, if you don't pass a budget. It just defaults back to the previous one, so I have no doubt in my mind that the Republicans in the state legislature were just going to kind of wait Tony Evers out and be like, all right, you don't want to sign our budget? We'll just we'll just spend the next two years under the same numbers that we've been operating under. So uh, I think Evers kind of did the best he could, given the hand he was dealt. So there we go. More news to come, and we'll be talking to uh, Uncle Rick. Oh, and speaking of the devil. I'm I'm well, Uncle Rick. Welcome to the show. Uh, you know, episode 100. Okay, Thanks for stopping well, by. You know, I had you one zero zero, Scotty. You guys have been fighting America for a hundred episodes. I, I, Did you I, at least celebrate our nation's I think, birthday uh, I think, this last month? I think month? what you meant to say is fighting for America, but that's just you know that's just me. Oh, you know, I mean, you can't call socialism America. It's one of the first phrases in the Constitution is that we are not a socialist American nation. Let me ask you this, Uncle Rick. Are you on Social Security or Medicare currently? Um, I'm on the Constitution. Yeah, but are you taking advantage of either of those programs currently? Well, like I said, I... I um Patty is eligible for the Social Security. Okay. She's just a little bit my senior. Uh-huh. But, you know. I assume she'll be declining that money or donating it somewhere. Well, right? she's supposed to. Returning it to the federal treasury? Well, maybe? she earned it. Oh, uh-huh. You see. Uh, yeah. I mean, she earned it. She put it away, and she, she got it now. So, uh-huh. so that's good, you know. Uh-huh. I mean, that's how we're paying for our double wide up by Crivets oh, for okay. the summer. <laughs> Nice, yeah, you nice. know. Well, you know, she got a. She's been she's been looking at those taco trucks lately and wondering about their permits. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She, yeah. 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 Been scoping it out. So you know, there's another lady named Patty running for alder alder person. My uh-huh. alder person. Look how, how wow. woke I am, yeah, Scotty. I, I I called it by Renaissance man. Yeah, you know, <laughs> uh, she. Uh, named Patty, and she she was going after the taco permits, and my Patty was like, I gotta do that too. Okay. Especially you should see in Florida. And now sometimes they don't just sell tacos, they sell all sorts of Cuban food. Yeah, well, and, seems but they just But how safe is it coming out of those trucks, you know, Scotty? Well, I'm sure they're subject to the same permits and uh, inspections that any other restaurant yeah, does. Yeah, you know, <laughs> so. it just looks a little... You can't even understand what they're saying in English. How do you know they're following the rules? <laughs> so, I gotta tell you. Yeah, welcome to welcome back to uh, Wisconsin. I'm assuming you're spending your summer up here. It's still America, right? Up it, here. It, 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 last I, I, I don't know. Now that you got that governor who likes the socialism, uh, Tony Evers. Oh, I, that is a radical hippie man. Uh, okay. Thank goodness for President Donald J. Trump and the people of Wisconsin who finally stood up and went for America that that time. Okay. I sure hope they're all 
all get out there, everybody out to vote. You know, <laughs> one or two times. I mean, I'm going to vote in Florida and Wisconsin. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I, that's not, uh, that's voter, I'm just kidding. It's voter not. fraud. Oh, okay, well, <laughs> you should be one to lecture me about vote fraud. Yeah, I well, I don't, I don't recall ever voting twice in my electoral history. Well, it's um, you know, maybe you should start voting then, Scott. I do. I try to vote in every election I can. I mean, I, I vote once. Twice, I'm one, I one person say one vote. I vote twice in one election. But let's move back to this. Uh, these. The squad. You want to talk? Yeah, about the I squad. call them the seditious ladies of socialism. Okay. Nancy Pelosi is anti-American enough, and she's a socialistic person too. But these ladies are straight up seditious. How so? Well, they're not for America. They're they're for socialism. They're for making people, uh, you know, like not embrace success. They're for other people. Who didn't work? Who are here illegally to get our money? That's the thing now, with socialism. Are, the first thing you do is spend money on everybody who's here illegally. You're, you're going to run about, out of the, our money to spend on them. You're talking about Ocasio Cortez, Tlaib, Omar, and Presley. And they, now these are these are four. Omar. That now that doesn't that just sound like a, are, a dangerous name? Not at all. Not okay. At all. Okay. All right. Well, so these are these are four Democratic women who were elected to Congress this past year. They were elected there are so many illegal immigrants, Scotty, in this country, and now we got illegal immigrants in Congress. How do you, these are these are four American citizens, three of which were born here? How is this? Which one? You mean the seditious all, socialist all, ladies? All four of them are American. And they're citizens. not Americans. They are American citizens. Well, technically, were they born here? Three of them were. Okay. Ilan Omar was born in Somalia and came over in her youth through the asylum. And, okay, and, well, and that doesn't think, make you legal, though. She became an, an American citizen, and now she's elected to Congress. Oh, okay. That's, that's, in my mind, that's an American so you're successor. Saying, well, this, I wasn't Uncle saying that they were... Is, I this not, is this not the American dream? Somebody that comes from a terrible situation, who comes over with their family, and rises up, and gets educated, and is successful, well, and manages to get elected to the Congress? Rules. No, no, these ladies, uh, this is, this, I, I, I this, don't agree with them. What, I didn't say they're no, not is, American, this, though. But this is what she went through is the definition of what makes America great. No, and, I and, and, and you, of all people, should be on board with well, this. Wait a second. I wasn't saying that they weren't Americans. I'm pretty sure I I'm pretty sure you I said, said a second ago. I said they don't believe in America, <laughs> and there are no. illegal immigrants infiltrating in Congress. So they're infiltrating <laughs> the ideas of Congress. Okay, you need to be more specific then, because what it sounded like is that you were calling them illegal well, immigrants. Well, it's this anti-American <laughs> sentiment that the Congress they were and elected, the Pelosi is leading. They and were now, elected and she to looked represent. Like she was independent. And now were, she's sticking up for them. They were elected to represent their district. They well, managed to be successful enough that, in the case of uh, AOC, she unseated a long-term Democratic congressman. And the rest of them uh, were elected as well. She unseated one of those Democrat Party people who was old school, who at least well, I'm knew sure the you value. Voted for. Oh, you know, at least he understood the value of a dollar. I mean, he would tax my dollar, but at least he understood <laughs> it. Um, now, in AOC, she's like, I mean, all those ladies—they're pretty. I'll give them that, but they just want to take my money and give it all away to the illegals. 
And that's not how, pro. How are, that's why they're not pro America. They, they're not American. How are they trying to take sense. their money and give it away to the illegals? I guess I'm trying well, to understand. Well, through socialism. Meaning what? It means like you have to pay higher taxes on what you earn. Uh huh. And instead of you know, instead of getting that social security check, Patty gets isn't that much. You know, it doesn't afford us much. Well, and it's instead not... we have to share it with the you know the the illegal people. <laughs> I don't think illegal immigrants are getting Social Security. A lot of them are probably paying into we have it. To pay for, we have to pay for facilities on the border, which are excellent. I saw those TVs those kids are watching. <laughs> the, the excellent facilities. Huh? Oh, they look good. You know, you that's wanna... a lot of propaganda. And then at least Nancy Pelosi finally said, well, I... we should put a little more dollars in so they could be humanely treated. Uh-huh. Well, Do you have a problem with that, or...? Well, she finally did it, but the AOC didn't want that. Mm. She wanted to stop the money. Mm-hmm. She just wants to create a crisis, so then you get people in the streets, and then we have to give them our money. Oh, I see. I you see. Know. So we're kind of backing into it, is what you're saying. Absolutely, okay. Scotty. I mean, that's how we, well, you these, know, that's what the so Democrat Party, Socialist Democrat so these Party are great, of America. These, these are great facilities down there? You, you don't have a problem with the conditions that are, people well, are living get, under? They're finally, because Pelosi compromised with Trump, she swallowed her pride, and she did, they improved the facilities now. Oh, okay. So everything's peachy. It's better than they just on the street. Maybe we should just let into you know, America. Could, like, I, I mean, mean, I'm not for open borders. I'm perfectly Scotty. willing. And what they should do is keep them in Mexico. How about this? You know, you've got some time on your hands. Obviously, I know you got to get you got to get up to Crivets and stuff and spend some time with the family and enjoy yourself. But yeah, I'm perfectly well, willing. Like, I'm perfectly willing to have you go down there and maybe as a correspondent of the show, you know, spend some time at one of these facilities and, and okay, maybe, maybe well, have some sleepovers and then talk yeah, to people. Maybe, I mean, maybe after the Ted Nugent reunion tour, i got to see up by Crivets. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. might be able to squeeze in some yeah, time. It's a little can... hot down there this time of year. It is. I'll give you that. But I hear that. those kids are getting, um, they got at least some fans and air conditioning. Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure about that, but uh, anyway, Scotty, I got a roll. But right. it was nice well, to talk to you. It's good seeing you, and uh, you know, let's talk more about this because I'm I'm very interested to, to come up for the Nugent Fest. Okay, the Nugent Fest. All yeah, right. you know, we'll have a good time. Okay, uh, we'll throw off some fireworks, and he does. We, we usually take a tree down and burn it, <laughs> and um, I, I got my you know son's ATV, and we eat, and I drive my. Four by four, and we oh. take down a tree, we Ted burn Nugent. it, we throw some gasoline on oh. it to get the fire going real good. Ted Dugan's fucking insane, but you know what? He does play oh. mean guitar, so... Oh, I, there I, you go. I, I there can, you we, go, we Scotty. Can, uh, oh, nice to talk to you. <laughs> All right, take All right, care. take care. Go America. On that note, listeners, forward. Forward.